Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we don't have a lot of see if these news to cover today, so tie yourself to the mast and maybe just relax for a little bit. This week, we do not have a lot going on. Unfortunately, uh, we are kind of mum for news. There's been a Golden Glory weekend that's been going on this week that I'll talk about. My feelings generally right now for the state of the game and uh, what I did over this weekend, thanks to the Golden Glory. All that more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. But before I get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons. They're the ones that went over to Keel Hauled Podcast uh, over on Patreon. They searched it. They found it they support and i want to thank them for doing so because it means the world to me it really helps out with all of the bills that come when it comes to hosting when it comes to software when it comes to upgrading the computer that i'm working on now so i want to thank them because it means the world that they're that they care enough to do this so thank you to people's republic l cute balls bam bam bagel captain chonky chateau Neuf, who was good to, it was got to got to play with chateau Neuf recently it was really nice super pack who i also got to play with recently it was very nice zombie killer cloud cosmic johnson static mirror da gaming davram tv who i also got to play with el jefe esteban fergatron Godhammer six who i i need to play with more trickster jabaro five jorby jorbs carl embo Kazia the Aficionado, Nightstar, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Space Admiral Ors, who I got to play with, Xbox Mike 29, who I also got to play with, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Norwegian, Raja the Brave, Registella the Brony Pirate, Replicated Flame, Rust Belt Kid, Skamelt 666, Captain Dasm, Tommy D, Tian Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, who I usually get to play with. Mina Fairy, who I always get to play with. Captain J. Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore. The Lore Chronologist Dead Eye Dre. Hager Owl. Jeff H. Ghost Boy 20. Evil Martha. Peter Miller. Ruski Doo. Thor Von Blitz. Windsor Chris. Luke Lore the Insipid Ghost. And Zam Wow, who I need to finish up the uh the the Monkey Island Tall Tale with. I actually need to do that. So we need to get on that. Anyway, thank you all so much for your support. I love you all, and I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. Let's get into this episode. Right, pirates so if you guys didn't know we got a golden glory weekend uh this is something that started up on august 4th and uh is going towards august 7th which if you're listening to this is probably have already passed um this is kind of a bummer uh th- there was not very much news i think when this actually came out if i recall correctly uh we got a tweet and uh there was a little bit of confusion too as well it didn't seem like there was much indication about whether or not this was actually going to apply to Allegiance. Uh, the tweet itself did not actually specify that. But if you actually went into the uh, Sea of Thieves itself, you saw in-game, uh, they do have a little news icon in there. Uh, you actually could see that it did include the Allegiance. So that was nice. Um, and they did actually end up putting out a tweet finally uh, that said that the allegiance was included with that the day of. Um, but we did get a little bit of a patch on this one. It was it was a kind of a, a shorter one. Um, but I wanted to talk about the Golden Glory uh, and, and more or less like the fact that right now uh, we know that there are things coming to Sea of Thieves. We know that they are planning on having a Pirate Legend event, that they're going to have a summer's, summer game event. And uh, that will probably be towards the end of the month, actually, because it coincides with what they did last time. 
but we know that they're going to have a community weekend as well too not just a golden glory weekend uh and i wanted to bring this up because we know currently that the next season will kick off on october 19th uh and that will be when we get the full season 10 hopefully everything goes well there but until then we really only have about three more events and then two tall tales to tide us over until uh new seasonal renown and stuff like that and whatever is coming with season 10 um and the state of the game right now is one that I think a lot of folks are content with, but not excited for. And that really hurts, I think, for a lot of folks, um, especially in the content creation area. So I was uh, doing a little digging on Saturday. I got done chatting with uh, CJ for XAP, and um, I decided to jump on with a bunch of the Keelhauled members and do some sailing. We rolled for ships to get a couple of galleons together so we could all hang out and work together and make some gold. And that went pretty well. Uh, but one of the things that I noticed going into this weekend it was midday, uh, you know, like early on a Saturday. The The Golden Glory had already kicked up for a while. And believe it or not, when I went to Twitch to see what was going on, you know, how people were doing, what kind of content was coming up around this, uh, Twitch drops had already come and passed. So many of the streamers weren't actually participating on Sea of Thieves. In fact, all of the ones that I followed, except for one, uh, was playing something else other than Sea of Thieves for most of their time. Now, I'm sure at some point they probably did jump onto Sea of Thieves. Most of them usually do a few hours of Sea of Thieves and then hop over to something else. Uh, but it was very telling that at the moment they are not enthralled with Sea of Thieves. Now, this is a good thing to kind of keep in mind for content creation. When you're, when you're playing one game, uh, you can get burnt out on that. Now, a lot of games are kind of people's job and they treat it that way they they stay very disconnected from what their passion is if uh if, if they're smart they want to make sure that they keep feelers out for other games that are going on so that if there is a big switch over to a big game that they're open to that and they try to let their audiences know about that as well too because if they change games a lot of their audience are going to stick with the game not necessarily with the streamer unless it is a very tight-knit community so for example things like baldur's gate 3 right now is getting huge concurrency across stream like eight hundred thousand concurrency which is probably one of the highest rated games right now as far as uh people watching and playing this game and i've been seeing a lot of people streaming it so i'm not too surprised Given what is currently available in Sea of Thieves as far as content to show off or content to showcase, that a lot of streamers are going over to other games, whether it be uh, Dead by Daylights or um, Hunt Showdown or uh, Rust or uh, just you know other games that 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 they have interest in playing uh, that they think will kind of give them a reason or give them something to give uh, contents. Uh, out to, to folks that want to watch their stream and to have that happen on a golden glory weekend says a lot about the current state of sea of thieves i feel like uh, now we know that the that the season's already long there's not much to really talk about as far as that goes but it does really kind of uh bum me out you know i've been thinking a lot on this weekend about what i want to say this episode because i really don't think i have a whole lot to really share there's not really a whole lot of news to go over so when i was thinking like okay well is now a good time to take an episode off to, to to not put out an episode it was 
really kind of something that I didn't want to do because I, I like putting out content, but when the content that I have is really not something that I think is is really fun or, or interesting to kind of chat about, uh, it tends to make me feel like, uh, you know, I should I should, you know, hold off on a week build up a little bit of content and then come back next week with more to touch on. Um, but I hate doing that. I hate doing that because I'm very proud of the fact that uh, I, I have constantly put out content on a regular basis, uh, either by having folks cover for me or at least letting people know like, hey, there's a reason there's no episode this week. Uh, but I've been very consistent about that. So going into Golden Glory weekend and seeing that not a lot of people were even streaming it, um, it was nice to know that a lot of the folks did show up in uh, my Discord. A lot of folks jumped on, they had fun. Uh, there was a lot of uh, ghost ship battles or hourglass battles that were going on, and it was nice to see that. Um, I I spent a fair amount of time today uh, AFKing in hourglass matches. Um, I've, I've been working on a video for XEP so that I can, uh, make sure that there's an episode to cover for Luke, even though he said I didn't have to, I wanted to try and put something together to, to have, uh, our audience over there have some content for next week as well. Um, and during the time that I'm sitting there kind of, you know, putting, uh, videos together and doing edits and stuff like that, um, I just kind of had the other monitor up and I had, uh, my Xbox on and I just, I would throw up a reaper flag. I would hop on my boat. I would go dive. I would let whatever happens happen and give some folks a little bit of uh, supplies as well as a flag. So that way, you know, they weren't getting nothing for the fact that I wasn't really participating in the match. Now, later on, I did kind of jump in and, and actually play a few matches when I was testing out renders, things like that. So I had a little time to focus on what I was doing um, and give a little bit of a fight. But overall, I, I genuinely just do not want to engage with Hourglass on a regular basis. Um, I, I'm very proud of the fact that the matchmaking system works as well as it does. Uh, and I didn't run across any any sketch things because I honestly wasn't paying attention and I was running on Xbox servers. So overall, I was very happy that I got my Reaper uh, Alliance or my, my um, uh, uh, level up to level 26 this weekend, which is a lot considering uh, that I don't really engage with it. So I'm halfway or no, I'm a quarter of the way to getting my skeleton curse and I'll be happy with that. Uh, and until, you know, until something else comes around where I can earn allegiance in another way, I really think that this will probably be the way that I engage with the hourglass content. Um, I hope, I really do hope that rare thinks about how this content goes and tries to do something that will build in multiple ships um i would love for there to be a 2v2 setup or a 3v3 setup now i understand that the chances of that are going to be very slim because that is like how do you guarantee that the number of ships on a server can sustain that many fights uh, that many ships coming into one area how do you how do you do you know do you enlarge in the area do you keep the area the same size that it is like how do you kind of work that out and that's a lot of stuff that i think if rare wanted to play around with that idea that would be an area of an investigation that they could do on their own i i think the idea is out there for a lot of us to kind of say like hey i think that would be kind of cool uh as an option not necessarily to change what hourglass is currently but to expand upon it which i think would help me personally, just because I think um, 
you know having multiple ships lowers the lowers the expectation that you're going to have to do something um that is crucial like your gameplay does not necessarily impact as much when there's more people involved right um but overall still just do not like engaging with hourglass it's too too much anxiety for me uh i've i've most certainly given if i try i i've got three good fights in me and then win or lose i have to quit it's just i get too frustrated i have to put the controller down and i just have to move on to something else um something interesting that i was thinking about last night while i was working on uh stuff was i was watching uh deep sea homer play uh just games in general he was streaming and he jumped onto cod for a while and i was watching him do multiplayer and it was very interesting because while he was playing he got very quiet and that you know it's it's normal for people to focus like that when they when they're playing in pvp matches like that that but he put on beach boys music and i love beach boys i grew up on beach boys beach boys was one of my favorite bands growing up uh, in the 80s and the 90s, right? Absolutely loved them. Uh, harkens back to to movies like The Flight of the Navigator, where they're they've got a Beach Boy song and they're they're flying around, you know. And R.I.P. Paul Rubens for for being Max in that case. But you know, I loved that music. So when he put that on, I was so happy. I was just like, you know, I'm sitting here editing videos and putting stuff together for XEP and just really enjoying the the music and every once in a while i glance over and you know see how homer was doing with a couple fights you know and he was he was doing really really well you know and i was trying to throw in a few jokes into chat just to kind of keep things lighthearted because i know like how tough anxiety is to deal with when you're playing in pvp especially if you're actually trying uh in some of the streamers that i've seen out there especially i'll call out fan who plays uh, heroes of the storm uh a lot of what he does as a former pro for heroes of the storm is he will get an account and he will grind from the lowest level of con uh, competitive to the highest level of competitive and when he's in those low levels uh where he's clearly higher skilled than the rest of the people playing uh given that he's on a smurf account is he doesn't really try to win he tries to do weird fun stuff that the community pushes him to do and by keeping it lighthearted, he he doesn't really like have to engage a whole lot like he engages enough to to win or lose uh but one thing that he's always stated is that in any game where you're playing competitive no one outside of esports is giving a hundred percent of what they can and the the idea of that is is everyone is giving uh, uh, as much as they possibly can for the most part but no one's giving a hundred percent no one's acting as if they are the most efficient that anyone can be they're not pro level so why should anyone else operate or or aspire to operate at that level you, know, you can if you want to be the best that's fine if you want to be like pro level and stuff like that but then you obviously run into the risk of being called a cheater especially if you're really really good and the tough thing about that is is that the better you get the more it looks like you're cheating because there's a gap there there's a knowledge gap and Due to the fact that Sea of Thieves is built on an adventure world, it's an open open world for anyone to show up on, you can run into crews who are just absolutely 
decimating other crews. There is no balancing. There's no matchmaking in Sea of Thieves outside of Hourglass, which means that if you come across a ship and that ship shouldn't be a big problem for your crew size, they can be. They can take out your entire crew and there's nothing stopping you from that. And that's kind of what happened uh, this weekend when we were playing. We had a couple ships. We were running around just doing world events, goofing off, trying to kill each other as much as possible. And we got sunk by a sloop crew. Now, we knew the sloop crew was going to be good. They were Reaper 5. They knocked out a Reaper 3. And they were kind of sailing around and, and purposefully trying to engage in fights. Now, obviously, they were really good or they were really cheating. We we won't know until, you know, we get a report back from Rare that says that, hey, they were cheating and they got banned. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, if they weren't cheating, they were so good that it ruined our night. And it's tough to come across that, especially when you're two galleons fighting a sloop. It feels really bad, right? So it was already pretty late for a lot of our UK folks. And they decided to, to call it a night. Plus, it was getting late for uh, other folks just in general. So we'd already been on for quite a while. So it, it was pretty much close to being done. Uh, but it really kind of bumped me out because at that point, I was having a really good weekend. I was having a really good time. We were joking around. We got some stuff done. We made some errors. But we, we generally wasn't, we weren't being too serious about things. And I appreciated that. Uh, and then after we had been, you know, murdered relentlessly, um, it got to the point where no one was having fun. And I think that's one of the problems that Sea of Thieves has is that at a certain point, you think you should be able to win. You have eight people versus two and you still end up losing. And one of the issues is at that point, like you, you, it really, it's really demoralizing. So how do you try and bring yourself up from that? One of the things I did afterwards uh was i and i ended up hooking up with uh grengar who was playing fallout 76 earlier and i had him kind of sherpa me in and around fallout 76 and having that moment of uh humility after sea of thieves and then being open to go into another game to play something that one of the other community members had been playing and enjoying for quite a while and have them kind of educate me on something that I had always been curious about really helped my spirits. So moral of the story is there's a lot of times in Sea of Thieves that because of the way that the game is, uh, you can really you can really change a person's weekend. You can really mess with a person's weekend depending on how you are. And it's, it's tough because there's nothing unfair, essentially, about what you're doing. It is fair game to try and sink another ship. And you really have to come across and you really have to think about how do you take loss. And if you take loss badly, it's better to recognize that sooner rather than later so that you can try and wash yourself of the situation and let it get off of your chest. Let it kind of go off have those moments when you are working with your crewmates and you have a really bad situation happen it really frustrates you and talk it out talk it out with your with your friends because afterwards having that kind of um i don't know i don't even know what you'd call it but just kind of have that that moment after you've had a really bad encounter and it's messed with your mood talk with your friends and use that opportunity to discuss how you feel about it um, what made you upset and get past it. So that way you aren't taking that emotion and dragging it into the rest of your weekend. 
and I and I really want to thank Grangar for helping me with Fallout 76. Um, you know, we had Caleb drop in and, and chat with us as well. And then Personal Coffee dropped into the voice chat as well, too. And really, it was kind of nice because it helped me move past what happened the weekend or, or, or earlier on um, in that that servers. Now, overall, I will say that the weekend was very positive. Uh, I made a fair amount of gold, not a whole lot, but I, I really don't care if I make a whole lot of gold or not. Um, I, I made a decent amount of progress on my uh, Reaper's Alliance or Allegiance. You know, I, I got up to the quarter of the way done now to my curse. So you know, a couple more community events or a couple more uh, Golden Glory weekends and I can try and get, you know, closer to 50, closer to 75, eventually getting up to that 100 where I can then have access whenever I want and not feel just completely cut off from an area of the game that I want to be connected to for a lot of reasons, lore reasons mostly, but um, not having access to that, I think is really, really harmed my love for the lore because I don't like the fact that it's, it's broken up. It's taken away from, from lore fans and they have to engage in something they may not necessarily want to engage with to be able to get access to that. Whereas meanwhile, a large portion of the community who may not care about lore at all, they may care about lore all for, for a lot of reasons get complete access to it and may not care anything about, you know, like the stolen tree down below there or the, the characters and stuff. But um, I'm looking forward to getting access to it just for the sake of getting access to it, not because I'm enjoying the 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 road to get there. And I'm, I'm very curious if that will ever change for me. Uh, outside of that, I really wanted to uh, let me let me take a quick break. I'm going to get a refresh on my uh, my my drink here. And then I want to come back and talk about the the kind of the feelings that I have as far as far as like not knowing when stuff is supposed to be coming for the for the events. All right, so I'm back and uh, I wanted to talk about the lack of communication or, or I can't say lack of communication because we have been communicated uh, about this. But um, for the future events, uh, understanding that you uh, that Rare put out a video stating that they understand that that the delay in season 10 to October was a huge hit for the community that we're looking forward to new content as well as a new season, given the already delayed uh, season nine for as long as it has been, um, I would love to have a little more transparency going forward about what events we're going to be getting and when those are actually going to be happening. It's the middle of summer. Folks want to go outside. They want to enjoy themselves, but they also don't, don't want to miss on uh, events that are coming out. So um, now that we know what events are actually going to be coming, I don't see a reason why these uh, dates can't be announced and released. Um, having reminders during the, the following weeks or the coming weeks before those events, that's all well and good. People are going to miss stuff on, on uh, social media regardless, but I don't see why we can't have a calendar already built out uh, knowing this is public information on what those dates are. I can understand not knowing uh, what's going on with season 10. I can understand them wanting to hold off on talking about the features to make sure that if those features need to get moved out of the, the update for season 10, that they can and people won't wonder where they are. But we already know what the events are going to be. So uh, Rare, if you're listening to this, please do me a favor. 
just put the dates out for the weekends where the community weekend is going to be when the summer games is going to start up uh add that stuff to the game let it go live because it's really not fair for the folks this weekend uh who wanted to play golden glory weekend but because there was no mention of this a week ago or last week uh many people made plans important ones that they couldn't really just upheave for the sake of uh golden glory weekend and yes i know they don't have to participate in golden glory weekend it is an optional event there's no cosmetics tied to it uh, but if we're going to be getting a pirate legend event if there's any cosmetics tied to that if we're going to be getting another summer games thing where there's cosmetics tied to that if we're going to have another community event where people want to plan on making stuff or showcasing it for community weekend uh, we really really ought to have a better timeline for those events uh, especially since they're announced. So please do the community a favor, do myself a favor, give us an opportunity to plan our weekends, give us the dates for those events. Uh, I understand like if tall tales need to get pushed out, if you can't keep the cadence of having one per month, uh, then I understand that we know that they're coming. Um, but with the, the, the actual in-game events where it's just multiplayers or multipliers or, um, uh, you know, like goals to hit things like that. I don't see a reason if you've already got the plans in place, uh, let us know what the dates are so that we can plan accordingly. So that way we aren't double booking or having to cancel, uh, because of FOMO. I think that's really the the biggest thing that I want to talk about on that is, is there's a sense of FOMO with, with Sea of Thieves and uh, to kind of make things a little less burdensome or uh, 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 kind of make people upset about things like this. I really think that the dates are, are going to be crucial, like have a calendar built out for Sea of Thieves on the website that show when the events are coming, what's going on, because this got noticed first, I believe is a banner on the Sea of Thieves website. Uh, it didn't include the allegiance information. Uh, the in-game stuff did. That got spread around. And finally, people were like, okay, cool. At least Hourglasses got the double bonus as well. And then it, uh, we got the tweet that came out on the day that it went live uh, that the allegiance was going to be paired in there as well, too. So I would love to have a little more forewarning for that kind of stuff. I think the community would love to have something to look forward to right now because right now, we know what you are planning, but it's nebulous. And that can be frustrating when you want to, to spend your time wisely when it comes to playing Sea of Thieves, right? So that's all, I'll leave it on that. Um, I wanna jump into the notes. So for those of you that uh, may not know, we got a patch this last week, uh, came out on Thursday. It's a very small hotfix, um, and it was intended to fix a couple things around uh, the, the battle for Sea of Thieves, as well as the journey to Melee Island, the first tall tale for uh, the, the Legend of Monkey Island. Um, the fun thing here I found out was is that the, the hotfix that they did tied to something that I didn't realize was needing to get hotfixed. Uh, but the thing that I did know was probably going to get hotfixed didn't actually get hotfixed. Um, so going into the patch notes, this is for uh, hotfix. It's 2.8.4.1. 
which is a mouthful. But essentially, uh, the journey to Melee Island, players will no longer receive emissary grade progression when placing a red herring on their ship. Uh, red herrings only take one um, fishing pole, like kind of reeling in to catch. So when you catch one, you can quickly get it go over, drop it on your ship, get emissary grade progression, and then just drop it off the side of your ship because there's no point in having it. Uh, which is kind of funny that that is a thing that got hot fixed. Um, it wasn't the fact that red herrings can be brought back to adventure. Uh, this is something I believe Caleb told me about, and I tested after the patch went live. Uh, if, if you go to the journey of Melee Island uh, and you fish up a red herring, and you don't complete the tall tale, but you um, do not take the red herring off of your fishing line. When you cancel the, the tall tale and you go back to adventure, if you take out your fishing line, uh, the red herring is still there. And I promise it's not important that it is. So... The other thing that came in was Battle for Sea of Thieves. Uh, players will now see their previously earned allegiance at the correct level. Uh, the issue was purely visible and no allegiance earned has been lost. Um, I don't know about you, but on Xbox or on PC, uh, I see it on both. If you ever page through your reputations, you can kind of see like the actual color wheel as it is just a giant circle that fills in depending on where your level is. And then on top of that is the actual level itself. Uh, and then just a little circle that kind of shows that's of the actual wheel underneath that layer. Um, it's very funny that that happens. Uh, it's, it's purely a streaming con or a streaming thing when it comes to, to pulling that information and loading it in quickly. The other thing that they uh, touched on was text and localization improvements have been made to localization for those playing through sea of thieves the legend of monkey island in languages other than english I feel that is a very important thing so i'm glad they addressed that and then performance and stability improved client stability for lower spec hardware across general gameplay to reduce scenarios where players may exit the game unexpectedly this uh, most definitely happened to me as well as a few other players this weekend uh i don't know what's going on with the game but there was most definitely a bunch of us out of the eight of us i believe three or four of us had our client crash to desktop uh and and for, for desktop for me i i i'm assuming the game just crashed on their side if it was for pc but on my xbox series x where the game is locally installed to the internal hard drive my game just absolutely crashed right at the right back to the dashboard didn't log me out of the 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 session just completely crashed the game so when it says performance and stability improved client stability for lower spec hardware uh, i really hope that there's a hot fix that goes in that addresses the higher end hardware given that the series x is the best console you can play the game on the fact that it's unexpectedly crashing the game it's just it's not fun uh I'm, I'm really glad that we have that rejoin ability that joe neat wanted forever ago uh because having that in there allows you to get back into the, you know your session without having to uh without having to have an invite from a crewmate um but you still lose your inventory which i do think needs to be addressed uh because losing if you have any you know if you're if you're in the middle of hourglass and you crash and you can get back in that's cool but 
man, if you were holding on to cursed cannonballs or pineapples or chain shot or blender bombs, those kind of things, that stings, man. That stings a ton. So I'm really hoping that upcoming fixes uh, with the game address not only the stability of the client itself, which really needs to be addressed, uh, but also they build in a way that actually allows you to retain your inventory. We now have the ability to load ships in with cosmetics already loaded on your ship. Let's start working on getting those cosmetics on uh, or, or getting those items that you load into if you unexpectedly crash, making sure you don't lose those items. I understand. There is a loophole. People will try to dupe items. I get it. Test it, work it out, figure it out. I don't care. I just want to see the way for us to, if we lose connection, if we disconnect from the actual game, I want to be able to come back and not have lost a lot of valuable supplies because of something that was out of my control, right? That's, that's the goal. So that's going to do it for the patch notes. Uh, I, I Again, it's just a quick hot fix. It was uh, about five gigs to, to download. That was actually one of, the, I think, one of the reasons why uh, Deep Sea Homer didn't play the other night because uh, the hot fix came in. Uh, it had been a while since he had been playing and uh, he went to go play it and there was a five gig download. He wasn't going to do that while streaming. So I think that's why he went over to Call of Duty. Um, overall, though, I, I got to say, I'm really hoping we get some news about something for Sea of Thieves because I'm not sure what else, uh, what else is going to uh, uh, be on the docket for next week in that case. Um, if it looks to be another light week, I might jump on just to say hi and uh, let you guys know that there's nothing going on. Um, but much like this episode, there's going to be a little bit of uh, slower or, or uh, less, less things to talk about. So I don't know about all of you guys. Uh, I've been jumping into Destiny to finish up my season there. So Destiny 2 is uh, completed, got all my season passed on with that. And uh, honestly, just kind of sitting back and waiting to see what happens at um, at the Gamescom thing. Because Gamescom, is got, they've got Xbox there. They're going to be having a whole bunch of cool stuff. Uh, I think it was... I can't remember if they, Sea of Thieves was there last year, but I think they might have been there last year. It was either that or something else that they went to recently. Um, I think it was EGX, maybe. I can't remember. So, but anyway, there's hopefully news on the horizon. Rare, please. News on the horizon. I've heard some good stuff about things going on in Insiders that I won't touch on here, but it's good to hear that there's stuff going on in insiders, um, that people can jump forward to. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe, maybe I, I will update my client. I, I'm going to boot up my one X. I'm going to update that insiders client. I'm going to hop in there and see what's going on because I'm that bored. <laughs> But anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. Pirates, if you guys uh, like this content, if you want this content to continue on or have something to talk about, definitely would love to have questions, comments, concerns, emails. Uh, head over to the to the Discord. I've got a channel just for questions uh, and, and feedback for the episode, which actually, you know, maybe I should have hit people up earlier this week uh, when, we, uh, when we found out about that. Um, actually, punish you all says a question for podcast this was back in uh july 9th uh, i've recently done the sunken kingdom build rat section because i'm a filthy little completionist do you think there is anything that can be done to reinvigorate the player base to start doing these shrines again 
perhaps a new new mechanic that would let you know if players when approaching such as a siren sound followed up by a pop-up or a world event that could spawn below the waves um i think that's a great question actually i think that that's something that really needs to happen i anticipate the chest of fortune moving in season 10 i expect that the chest will move away from fort of fortunes and actually go to treasuries where people will be fighting over treasuries because uh, those are already kind of fun to do they're shorter content um but there's nothing you know there's nothing to say that people can't head over to a treasury most of the treasuries are actually located uh, uh, uh you know in the main three c's um, i think that would be a great way to reinvigorate treasuries at least and i do I, they really need to go back to treasuries they really need to have the siren statues that are down in the actual uh treasury be coordinated with the number of waves there's one statue down there for each wave that you go on uh but the statues don't light up to indicate how many waves you've done i i think that's a huge miss i don't know if that was ever the plan or they just didn't figure it out or what goes on but I don't know how you design an arena with a number of statues in there that is uh connected to the number of waves for a treasury and you don't do anything to make sure that if you, if you complete a wave a statue lights up to kind of give you an idea like hey i'm halfway through this right now uh but i think it would be really interesting to see if that happens if people will sail out looking for those ships parked near treasuries i wonder if anyone's going to take rowboats over to them and try and complete a treasury uh, i think if you have a chest of fortune you could throw a beacon on that and put it in a treasury that would then indicate like hey this treasury has a chest of fortune in it and it's marked on the map and it would send people over there to do those especially given how fast those are um we know that the season 10 uh should actually increase the number of chest of fortunes that you can turn in to get more of those uh fort of fortune or, or uh, fortunes set so that you get more than just what's currently available um and i think that would be kind of a nice thing to do uh, as far as giving a reason to go do the sunken shrines, um, I really don't think rare goes back to content. It's It tends to be kind of rare, to be honest. Um, we haven't seen any changes to uh, the, the Devil's Roar. They've changed the fleets multiple times, which is interesting, especially given that the fleets are something that you... Uh, that a lot of players didn't engage with. They were either too far out and people didn't engage with them. Uh, then they moved them in closer and they became too annoying because people would sail through them and it would lock up the world event cycle uh, forever, kind of the way Flameheart's um, event did, you know, if people sail through that. Uh, and then eventually they just made it one area in the game and it's just one spawn point for the world event and i don't know it seems it seems odd that you know they messed around with that for so much considering uh everything else has been kind of left stagnant i think um i think the uh the foss are kind of the the oh no 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 i would say the the fort of the dam got adjusted when they did all the balancing and they went and balanced all the other stuff so it's really fast to be able to complete a lot of those but yeah shrines have never been touched i don't know what they would do i think they would have to they would have to give some sort of um, new thing to chase down in there. I don't know how they would do that, given that the uh, 
that the stuff in there is pretty small. You generally, you know, you, you don't have a whole lot of room for stuff. Maybe if they added more, um, cosmetics during an event to unlock, if you happen to, uh, need to do those, um, breaths of the sea, you know, the listering bottles, uh, maybe they could do something like that to drive folks to do that again. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like sea forts in that sense. Uh, sea forts really, I love doing sea forts. So I actually do them on, on a semi-regular basis, believe it or not. Um, but they're quick. They're, they're short and they, they're fun to do. I think having adventures tied to them was really fun. Um, but overall, you know, you didn't really get a whole lot of new changes to them. In fact, I think they're still stuck on the same same changes that they made when they did the adventure for it which was last year at this point so we uh we most definitely would like to i would like to see a, a switch up or, or something shift at the sea forts have those be a little more interesting um the sea of thieves in general i think a lot of content would do well if you had something that was like the skull of uh flames and uh you could augment events with those things i think that rare really could you know have something fun give us another uh thing to chase if you could go do sea forts but you got the soul flame captain version of it and then you had to take a little doll and, and use it and then take it to the order of souls and they would reward you with something you know just give us a way to reinvigorate the content on our our, our own with like a voyage or something like that you know give it to, to lorena to hang on to so you have to go dig up a certain thing and then use that to go over to a sea fort or a shrine you know I, th I still think shrines actually have that but the availability of those listerine bottle quests is always you know kind of questionable you have to come across them but if you get them a lot of folks don't do them they honestly should those bottles are amazingly expensive uh, or, or worth a lot i should say so I don't know. Seems very strange, but punish. I, I appreciate you writing this in. I'm sorry that it took me a, a month to, to answer that. So I'll try and stay on top of the uh, the questions um, that that come in in the actual Discord and try and address those uh, when we actually get to see uh, or when we get a new episode and stuff like that. So thank you all so much for for that. I appreciate it. Um, if you guys have more questions, definitely drop them in. Content's going to be light, so I would love to have some feedback. I would love to have questions. Uh, things that I think would be fantastic is your ideas on content that you could see coming to Sea of Thieves, that you would like to see coming to Sea of Thieves. I know uh, Registella is always pushing for One Piece. Um, I know that I would love to have ideas outside of One Piece for uh, Sea of Thieves or pirate content that you would like to actually have cosmetics for not necessarily like lore on or like full tall tales or anything like that but just actually have um lore involved with it uh or just cosmetic or not lore god i keep saying lore uh but having like cosmetics in the emporium or something that you could earn that would kind of be like little little tip of the cap to those uh franchises so let me know what you guys think um outside of that if you want to get a hold of me there's plenty of ways to do that head over to x.com uh, search for at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Uh, when Threads gets a web-based client, I will probably start using Threads more. Um, I do not have a Blue Sky account. I do not have a Megalodon account. You can reach me on the email at C-A or at, no, what is what is the email? C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. Uh, outside of that, I'm in the Discord. Come say hi. I will talk to you all later. Thank you so much.